You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, coming to you from the Comancheria again. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about some nutrition stuff. It's uh, not advice or how-to, it's more of a historical look on something. Let's talk about the gladiator diet, the real gladiator diet. Okay, this is imagination time. Let's call forth images of the lean and mean jacked and ribbed cast of the television show Spartacus. So you know the body type I'm talking about. That taut, toned, chiseled body fat of 5% physiques that reeks of two to three high intensity training sessions per day and scrupulously avoiding all sugars and carbs while pulling on all the paleo-approved goodies that you can choke down. Okay, you got those enviable images in mind? All right, good. Now, before we get to the gladiator diet, let me ask another question of our Spartacus cast members. No matter how jacked and ripped these performers are, no matter how much undoubted discipline and hard work that goes into attaining these forms, do we think that translates to true gladiatorial skill, actual combat prowess? Of course not. Now don't get me wrong, hard work is hard work, and we are able to do more with a fit athlete than an unfit athlete, but these performers would be the first to tell you that they eat and train to look like warriors, not to be warriors, all right? Now with that said, what did the actual gladiators consume to fuel actual gladiator combat? Might there be a difference between training to be a gladiator and training to be a pretend gladiator? Yeah, you betcha. Now, I'm going to read to butcher some names here because this comes from uh, uh, some German studies here. But paleopathologists Karl Grossschmidt and Fabian Kantz, both of the Medical University at Vienna, have been doing analyses of more than 60 gladiator skeletons found buried in a mass grave in Western Turkey, formerly a thesis. Now, the, they subjected the remains to isotopic analysis, which allowed them to assay for trace elements to determine the composition of the diet that went into making these warriors the Colosseum. So what did they find? Were they paleo? Uh, were they on the zone? Were they gladiators South Beach? Surely to God, they were at least on the Mediterranean diet, considering where they were. Now, what exactly fueled these real gladiators? It turns out they were primarily on a vegetarian diet. Uh, not just a, that, a vegetarian diet heavy on the carbs. Now keep in mind the diet was not based in poverty or a dearth of protein sources as other non-gladiator skeletons from the same region do not show this same dietary makeup. Also keep in mind gladiators, whether slaves or voluntary, were a valuable commodity and it seems they weren't being deprived of meat but rather being fed as well as the gladiator trainer could afford to keep his athletes in peak condition for the performances. So this is by choice. This is not a poverty diet. This is a choice. So the results of the isotopic analysis would be of little surprise to the deep-digging historian who is aware that contemporaneous accounts of gladiators often refer to them as uh, hoderai, or uh, that is, barley men. Now, many extant purchasing bills for the, and I'm, I'm sure, by the way, I, I, uh, I mispronounced barley men, so forgive me on that, but many extant purchasing bills for the gladiatorial schools reflect a diet heavy in barley, heavy in legumes, that is, lots and lots and lots of beans and lots and lots of carbs. It seems, despite our images of Spartacus or 300 uh, cast members, uh, the gladiators were groomed to be a bit, well, um, fat. And what is more so, they were purposefully bred to be a bit thick. One, 
this was done to increase mass as we are dealing with a no weight class competition, the opposite of what we have today in uh, today's tamer sports. So, so we need the bigger is better because this is all in. Two, uh, to allow the, uh, the, the other reason was to allow the subcutaneous fat to, add, to act as a sort of dermal armor. Now, Groschmidt states, quote, gladiators needed subcutaneous fat. A fat cushion protects you from cut wounds and shields nerves and blood vessels in a fight, unquote. All right, so thick to uh, protect. And a third reason, this layer of fat provides a better show. Groschmidt, again, this is him referring to surface wounds, quote, they look more spectacular. If I get wounded, but just in the fatty layer, I can fight on. It doesn't hurt much, and it looks great for the spectators, unquote, referring to the fact it's going to bleed, but you're fine. Well, relatively fine. Now think of this as akin to, to blading or juicing or gigging or getting color in professional wrestling in which the athletes intentionally cut themselves on the slide to add to the drop of the spectacle. we got the same thing going on here. An intriguing addition to their isotope analysis reveals a high calcium content, meaning that the gladiator athletes were supplementing their carb-heavy diet with calcium supplements. The historical record shows that gladiators often garnered this calcium not with a trip to the nutrition store, but by chugging concoctions that included calcium-rich substances such as charred wood or bone ash. Then, as now, anything to pursue an advantage. So, with the science and history in mind, real gladiators look less like Gerard Butler in 300. Uh, Spartans are not gladiators, I know, but you get my drift. Or anyone in the cast of Spartacus, and perhaps a bit more like UFC fighter Roy Big Country Nelson. Now, whether or not this actual gladiator diet would work for us or not, is not the point of today's fun, but rather to point out what is often the wide gulf between reality and the comic book images we often allow to intrude on fact. The proof, more often than not, is in the hard work and the diligent drilling than it is in what you digest or look like on the beach. At least that's what the gladiators and scientists would tell us. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages if you like musings. Thank you.